Lesson 11, Charity. Now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Charity is rightly called the queen of Christian graces. The end of the commandment, says St. Paul, is charity. 1 Timothy 1, 5. It is a grace which all people profess to admire. It seems a plain practical thing which everyone can understand. It is none of those troublesome doctrinal points which about Christians are disagreed. Thousands, I suspect, would not be ashamed to tell you that they know nothing about justification or regeneration, about the work of Christ or the Holy Spirit. But nobody, I believe, would like to say that he knew nothing about charity. If man possessed nothing else in religion, they always flatter themselves that they possess charity. A few plain thoughts about charity may not be without use. There are false notions abroad about it which require to be dispelled. There are mistakes about it which require to be rectified. In my admiration of charity, I yield to none. But I am bold to say that in many minds the whole subject seems completely misunderstood. Let me show firstly the place the Bible gives to charity. Let me show secondly what the charity of the Bible really is. Let me show thirdly whence true charity comes. Let me show lastly why charity is the greatest of the graces. I ask the best attention of my readers to the subject my heart's desire and prayer to God is, that the growth of charity may be promoted in this sin-burdened world. In nothing does the fallen condition of man show itself so strongly as in the scarcity of Christian charity. There is little faith on earth, little hope, little knowledge of divine things, but nothing, after all, is so scarce as real charity. 1. Let me show the place which the Bible gives to charity. I begin with this point in order to establish the immense practical importance of my subject. I do not forget that there are many high-flying Christians in this present day who almost refuse to look at anything practical in Christianity. They can talk of nothing but two or three favorite doctrines. Now I want to remind my readers that the Bible contains much about practice as well as about doctrine, and that one thing to which it attaches great weight is charity. I turn to the New Testament and ask men to observe what it says about charity. In all religious inquiries, there is nothing like letting the Scriptures speak for themselves. There is no surer way of finding out truth than the old way of turning to plain texts. Texts were our Lord's weapons, both in answering Satan and in arguing with the Jews. Texts are the guides we must never be ashamed to refer to in this present day. What saith the Scripture? What is written? How readest thou? Let us hear what St. Paul says to the Corinthians. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass, or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have to get the prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it prothel of me nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3
Let us hear what St. Paul says to the Colossians. Above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Colossians 3.14 Let us hear what St. Paul says to Timothy. The end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned. 1 Timothy 1.5 Let us hear what St. Peter says. Above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. 1 Peter 4.8 Let us hear what our Lord Jesus Christ himself says about that love, which is only another name for charity. A new commandment give I unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, 